Bo Ramsey's music sits at the intersections of blues, folk, and rock. A singer-songwriter, concert performer, and recording artist, as well as producer, Ramsey is an inductee into the Iowa Blues Hall of Fame and the Iowa Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wow! He's released several solo albums and has also served as a record producer for Lucinda Williams, Joan Baez, Iris DeMent, Annie DeFranco, and Elvis Costello. Oh, singer and actor Jeff Bridges covered Bo's song Either Way on his second studio album. Bo Ramsey performed on such television shows as The Late Show with David Letterman, The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, Late Night with Conan O'Brien, and is closely associated with singer-songwriter Greg Brown. In addition to producing and performing with Greg Brown, he appeared on A Prairie Home Companion with Greg back in 1999. Now, if I may say something real quick, here we go. Thank you. Thank you to all the contributors who keep the Paul Leslie Hour going. You can be among them. Simply log on to www.thepaulleslie.com slash support. Thank you to everyone who's contributing. And thanks to each and every listener for your ears. Well, there's no time like the present. Let us begin the show with Bo Ramsey on the Paul Leslie Hour. One of the great pleasures of this show is to welcome the people who bring us music. Our guest on this episode is a singer, songwriter, and recording artist, Mr. Bo Ramsey. Thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure, Paul. Who is Bo Ramsey? Well, that's a good question. Bo Ramsey is a musician, I guess is maybe a best answer to that question. Where were you born? I was born in Burlington, Iowa, which sits on the Mississippi River. What was life like growing up? Well, it was interesting. And, uh, you know, I grew up... I was born in 1951, so, you know, uh, just in regard to music, you know, I I experienced, as a young person, I experienced a lot of great music, which was exciting. And uh, and then, you know, I I kind of had a classic, uh, I guess you could call it classic kind of childhood. I have my mother and father, and I have one sister, and... uh, my mother was at home. My father worked. So I had a good good childhood. Can you tell us about some of your favorite music as a young person? Uh, yeah. I remember, the, of course, the Beatles happened when I was young. And that was really uh, explosive and very exciting. And it was hard to miss, you know. Uh, I remember seeing the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show on television. And then just becoming aware of that and 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 then you know a, a lot of music kind of came at the same time like you know the rolling stones and they called it the british invasion and uh, and then you know at the same time in america there was a lot of great music happening the whole motown sound 
was very uh, popular. And back then, uh, when you listened to the radio, you could just turn on AM radio and hear, you know, Marvin Gaye or the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, Bob Dylan, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, this is when I was, you know, like an early teenager. And so it was tremendous. And, I, you know, I was uh, really affected by it. How did you get into blues music? Well, that's a good question, and uh, I got into blues a little bit later when I first, when I went to college, and I went to college in a little school in Missouri, and this was during the Vietnam War, and uh, I remember uh, meeting some guys down there who, actually I had a roommate down there who kind of introduced me to blues music. I remember him, we had a record player in our apartment, and I remember he put a record on one day, and I remember listening to the sound coming out, and I just stood there, kind of just shocked by what I was hearing. And I said, "Oh my God, what is that?" And it was, and he, he said it was Muddy Waters. And I just remember that I still remember that moment of standing there, looking down at the record player and the record going around, and hearing that sound coming out. Which was, and I wasn't even sure that I liked it. It was so kind of unsettling, but, and, and kind of unlike anything I'd heard. And then, of course, I, soon after, I couldn't get enough of it, you know. But, and I was probably about eight, 18, 19 years old. And if you could put it into words, what is it you like about this kind of music? Well, you know, it, I guess just, that initial impact of it was was so strong and kind of powerful. I didn't even really even understand what was happening because it was just so new and fresh and and it was very powerful. And I wasn't even that that first time that I heard Muddy Waters. I I just wasn't. I thought, oh my God, what is this? And I and I thought, you know, I don't even know if I can listen to that. And then of course I you know began to listen to it and and began to really love it. And then that led me, I began to explore, you know, other artists, blues artists, really got into it. But I think just the rawness of it and the and the fact that they were singing about just, that it had a really strong human quality to it that I was drawn to. I understand that your father was a musician? Well, my father's a very interesting guy, and he's still alive. He's 96 years old and uh, born in 1914 in uh, Richmond, Kentucky. He played guitar in a dance swing band in the 30s. He Later on, once I showed interest in the guitar, he gave me his guitar, and I still have it. It's a 1934 Gibson L7, which I'm a very proud owner of now, and... Uh, but he played in a kind of dance swing band, full full on kind of almost a orchestra, a band leader in the music stands with the band leader's initials on them, and they wore suits and tuxedos, and uh, he played you know rhythm guitar. But he, by the time I got into it, he he had already quit, and he told me he put it down, and he wanted to have a family and provide for his family, so he. He put the guitar down, and that's kind of his little part of his story, anyway. What are some of your biggest influences in music? Well, Muddy Waters, of course, and uh, 
Albert King was a big influence on me. I remember hearing him, just hearing that sound. I think I heard the sound before I even knew what he looked like or anything. Uh, and I just remember that sound was just so clear and direct and powerful and uh, well stated. So I, I became a big fan of Albert King early on and, and to this day. And, you know, there's so many. I remember hearing uh, Johnny Cash really early on. In fact, I think that's the very... One of his songs was the first song I attempted to play on the guitar, Folsom Prison Blues. And then that also meant Luther Perkins was the guitar player, I think, with Johnny at that time. And Luther Perkins had that kind of low low-down guitar sound, which I really enjoyed. In fact, that was the first thing I attempted to play, was to kind of look Luther Perkins kind of guitar. What is the Iowa music scene like? Well, gosh, you know, I things have changed, you know, so much, uh, especially with the Internet being involved now in our lives. There's, there's a there's music here, and there's some good music here, and uh, I don't know, to be honest with you. I I know some of the artists here, and then there's some that I don't know, and there's a few clubs here where I live in Iowa City. Uh, there's a few clubs hanging on, you know, and uh, so I guess, you know, and I travel quite a bit, and, you know, I would say that it's it's comparable to... A lot of places I go, it's, it's, I don't know how vibrant it is, but there's some good artists here and there's some people around that, you know, people that are really trying to make, make it happen, you know, as far as like organizers or club owners, promoters, there's some of those people. So it's, you know, it's, it's alive anyway. I wanted to talk about the musician Greg Brown. How did you meet him? Well, that's an interesting I met Greg back in the early 80s. Uh, we At that time, we kind of were, ran in different circles. Uh, he was kind of a, he was a solo artist, kind of folk-oriented, and, uh, and I was in bands, and uh, so we kind of didn't hang out in the same places. But I remember hearing, we both put a, our first record out, and I, I didn't really know Greg. I think I bumped into him one time, and... You know, he said, yeah, I got to, just made a record. And I said, yeah, I just made one, too. And so we exchanged records. I remember doing that. We didn't really know each other at that point, but just enough to kind of, hey, here's my record, and here's my record. And, and then not long after that, I remember I had been thinking about his music because he had put a, maybe a couple of records out by then. And I was thinking about his music, driving down the road in my car, and I turned the radio on. And as soon as I turned the radio on, it was Greg singing. And I thought, well, I should I should get a hold of this guy. And so I did. I called him up, and he said, well, why don't you come over? And uh, I went over, and I kind of... I What I was trying to say to him was that, you know, I basically was saying, hey, you know, I think we could make music together, and uh, and I'm open to that and anyway 
he didn't have a whole lot to say about that, but about a month later, he called me up and he said, hey, why don't you come over? I, I got something to run by. And he, I went over and he talked about doing a record and hiring me. And that was kind of the official beginning of our musical relationship. Personally, I really enjoy your song, Fragile, the title track of that album, Fragile. I was hoping you could tell us about it. Well, yeah, you know, that song is, uh, I remember writing that song, and I remember kind of, I wrote, I remember writing it, and I remember recording it on the fly. I was in Nashville on some other business, and this buddy of mine was there, and he had a little recording set up, and he said, hey, you got anything? Maybe we can put it down, you know, and so I, I, I said, well, I've got this one thing, it's kind of not finished, or... I'm not sure about it all the way, but I went ahead and recorded it. And then I didn't do anything with it for quite a long time. And then when I went to make this record, that song kind of reappeared. And I was pulled it out and was kind of messing with it. And I never really performed the song, ever. So I pulled it out and kind of trying to get to know it again. And, uh, and I couldn't quite get it. And... I remember I was playing it really slow, and I was talking to my wife about it, and at that time we had a, a young son who was only maybe two years old, and he was sitting in his high chair, and I was talking to my wife about this song, and then my little boy was just like start pounding on his high chair, just like kind of pounding, kind of like rocking, you know? And I thought, oh, okay, I should rock that thing. Kind of interesting, but... Uh, so then the song kind of came alive, and I recorded it. Another song on that album. I was hoping you could tell us about the inspiration behind Away. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's I, I don't know if it's a song, really, but uh, I titled it. So uh, it's just a kind of a, just a riff, you know, that I had that I thought emoted. And I did it just spontaneously. I remember we were recording... And we were doing songs, and I thought, hey, let's do this little thing, you know. I've got this little thing. I just want to have it. I was thinking that having it be almost like an interlude. But I thought the riff emoted something, you know, so that's why I recorded it, and that's why I included it on the record. We're joined by singer-songwriter Bo Ramsey. One more song I wanted to ask about from the album Fragile in the Woods I think that's a very pretty song thank you well you know I actually I that song has a subtitle it's called in the woods and then in parentheses I had it a prayer for the planet so that it was kind of a, a subtitle I guess that's really kind of what that even though it's an instrumental it's a in my mind or it was a it was offered as a prayer for our planet. I kind of wanted to get into another one of your albums, Stranger Blues. It's really an interesting collection of tunes. Thank you. I appreciate that, Paul. There's an instrumental song on that album that I was really drawn to. That's a, that was a real labor of love for me. and. Uh, you know, it was just really kind of a personal thing of me. Just It's my way of trying to tip my hat to blues music because it's been such a 
huge influence on me, and and I think it's so important. It's a piece. Of, it's a part of our natural history, you know, and uh, it's undeniable. And I, and I think people should. I put, you know, I put the record. I made the record for personal reasons. I just wanted to kind of pay tribute to all those great artists who living and gone, and such great songs. And in that record, I tried to, you know, it was really challenging. I thought, you know, I want to make a blues record. And then once I really kind of, okay, I'm going to cut some time out. I'm going to make some time to to do this. And then once I actually kind of faced that idea, I thought, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? This is Because the blues, they're so, it's so vast and so deep. There's so much great music in that realm. And, uh so what the angle I took was to just choose songs, since I'm kind of a song guy, songs written by some of my favorite blues artists, and that's what I tried to do. And uh, the instrumental that I'm thinking you're referring to is Freight Train. That's the one. Yeah, Freight Train, which was written by a woman named Elizabeth Cotton and. uh it's a song with lyrics, and it's one of the great American songs. And my wife, actually, who co-produced that record with me, Pieta Brown, it was her idea to do an instrumental of that song, and I thought that was a great idea. I have to agree with her. It's a great track. Thank you. One of your songs, Either Way, has been recorded by Jeff Bridges. <laughs> You're right. Well, you know, I met Jeff... I was doing a show with Greg Brown in uh, Santa Barbara, California, and we got done with the show, and we were out back of the theater. I was standing there talking to some people, and some guy came up to me and goes, Hey, I would like to introduce you to my friend Jeff. I turned around, and it was Jeff Bridges, and uh, it was the first time I'd met him. And It was one of those meetings that, I don't know if this has happened to you, Paul, but sometimes you you kind of know you're going to meet somebody or that you just feel you're you're kind of naturally drawn to something about, in my case, it's been people's work. I was always a fan of Jeff Bridges. I always got a, I really enjoyed his work. And I thought, I thought uh, somehow, just almost subconsciously, I kind of knew I was going to meet him. It's really weird, but I, I met him and, uh, and we kind of hit it off, you know, he goes, hey, what kind of guitar is that you're playing? And we went in and we looked at, he played the guitar and we, and this was right before he did that movie, uh, Crazy Heart. And I look back on that meeting and I think he was already preparing for that role. He was, uh, he was, uh, doing some homework, I think. Anyway, uh, you know, we kind of hit it off and he, we talked on the phone, we emailed and, and he actually, when he was doing Crazy Heart, he said, "Hey, if you got you or Greg or your or Pieta, if you got any songs that haven't been recorded, just send them out, you know, and uh, maybe maybe something will land in the movie." And so I sent that song either way, along with a, a Greg Brown song that actually did get in the Crazy Heart movie, a song called "Brand New Angel." Well, then. My song didn't make the movie, but here he's uh, recorded a song for his record, and so I'm very honored, and uh, 
really touched by that. When somebody listens to one of your songs, what is it you hope the listener gets out of that experience? What do I hope they get? Yeah, well, well, that's a good question. I hope that they get some enjoyment, and I hope that maybe some... I just hope that it affects them in a positive way, I guess. Yeah, you know, I don't really don't think about that very much, but I do play music to try and make a positive contribution to our world. I guess I hope that someone listening to one of my songs gets some something positive from it. I feel like you can learn a lot about someone from this answer. What is your all-time favorite meal? Meal? M-E-A-L? Yes, sir. Wow. Wow, we. Well, you know, I'm going to have to say one of my mom's. My mom's gone now. You know, I have such so many great memories. And, and one of the memories is just being such a very fortunate to eat food that she prepared because it was good. She was from Louisiana, and uh, she knew how to cook, brother. Yeah. I can definitely relate. I do love Louisiana cooking. Well, you understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. My last question. What would you... Bo Ramsey, I'd like to say to anyone who's listening in. I remember uh, I just did this, I guess it's about a year ago or a year and a half ago, uh, just over a year ago, I did this tour with my wife opening shows for Mark Knopfler, who was in the band Dire Strait, the singer and guitar player. And I remember sitting across the table from him, and he said to me, he goes, Bo, don't forget to just enjoy. Just enjoy. I, I just remember it, you know, it, it, it just stuck with me. And, uh, you know, I encourage people to enjoy, enjoy life and, uh, and keep it on the high road. Bo Ramsey, it's been a great pleasure to speak to you. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, I appreciate it, Paul. I appreciate you contacting me, and uh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, The Entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me. The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.